Hey everybody, welcome back to the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. This is our unofficial episode two of Joe finally figures out how his uh, audio works. <laughs> um, here we discuss your favorite movies of all time, as well as, of course, the ones that got away. We look at classic and iconic films from two perspectives, that of the diehard fan and that of the uncultured who's never seen it before until now. Um, we're your hosts, Joe and Justin, here to act as your guides, playing part as both the fellow enthusiasts and the ignorant and uncultured. Today, it's time to get married, get pregnant, get divorced, and get to splitting up your twin daughters and keeping all knowledge of this from them. <laughs> it's the seminal 1998 rom-com, The Parent Trap. My God. Uh, yeah, like they did so much psychological damage to these kids. <laughs> oh, I have pages of notes for this but like the big question i want to answer uh at the end of this is like as a parent how realistic is any of this oh okay and so yeah i definitely have thoughts on that too and i have an interesting like parental perspective on that so yeah, yeah, yeah. i we'll love that you wanted that you wanted to hone in on that i definitely want to cover that i don't have kids you do so we'll we'll have like both perspectives there yeah um yeah. justin what were you doing in 1998 that you were too busy to watch this incredible movie I was listening to Limp Biscuit, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Just the I was, summer of Biscuit. It was the big summer of Biscuit. It was the summer of Biscuit. It was the summer of uh, Backstreet Boys. Everybody, you know, um, it was a big. Mm -hmm. It was a big time. Uh, TRL was was huge. Um, you know, I was in my, uh, you know, burgeoning tween years, nineteen ninety eight. You know, I'm eleven. Do you have, a, do you have like a Jinko phase? I did a hundred percent have a Jinko face. We couldn't afford uh, like, or maybe we could afford, I don't know. But like my mom was like, I refuse to pay $70 or however much Jinkos were. So I wore, I wore the, the off-brand Lee pipes, the, the, the Jink foes. Yeah. They were, they were, they were from the, the, the uh, jean brand uh, Lee, Lee jeans. Um, and they, they did a counter thing called pipes and it was just like this big wide leg, so much denim, so heavy when it got wet. You could like uh, you could hide a person up in there. You could hide two two liter bottles of Mountain Dew in each <laughs> leg. <laughs> you just shake it up and then you blast off. Oh yeah, it. that's how you get away from bullies really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was 1998. I'm blasting uh, uh, Lincoln Park and Corn and Limp Biscuit just all, just all summer, baby. Um, so, so yeah, this so, movie was was not in my my wheelhouse. Not really on your radar. This this rom com about two small girls getting their parents back together in <laughs> the most asinine, insane way possible. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into it. I'm I'm gonna ask you your first impressions and thoughts on this film. Um, but first, I want to say uh, this is the second episode of our uh, summer vacation mini series. Um, the the vacation the the summer camp portion of this film I always picture it being a lot longer but it's really just like the first ten minutes and then we jump immediately into rom com yeah um you, you you think it's like looking back on it you think it's like the first half of the movie but it's not really um and uh, so this is the second episode of the miniseries we're doing this month we just covered uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall um. I had some thoughts on forgetting Sarah Marshall. I feel like that uh, lean towards the negative uh, in some cases. And so Justin, famously, I, yeah, famously yeah, when negative. I, 
<laughs> when I ask you your first impressions on the parent trap, uh, I just want to say, like, if you have negative thoughts, keep them to yourself because <laughs> no one wants to hear that shit today. Nope. Of course um, not. In this so, house? Absolutely not. Get this out so of here. What do you think? Okay, so first we need to round out and dot our lowercase j's and cross our t's and, yeah. and give big shout out to Wussy, Wussy yes. Mag in Atlanta, because this was another one of the fantastic Wussy Mag events that they put on at the Plaza Theater in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So already I was excited because I uh, knew from the last time that we went to another Wussy event, which was for Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd excitement and participation played into the overall experience, um, which, you know, I, I think that movie in particular, um, Moulin Rouge, would have played well if I just watched it by myself uh, mm-hmm. in the living room. Um, I don't know if that would have been the case with Parent Trap, if I would have watched that you know, in the comfort of my own home. Being surrounded by super fans, oh. crazy when, when certain characters showed up on screen. The uh, um, the costume contest that preceded it uh, definitely hyped and amped up the energy of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, taking all of that away and just watching the movie objectively from the first five minutes from the get go, it's like, oh boy, here we go. You get a ten year old acting her hardest. Uh, he's really, really trying and putting on an okay uh, British accent, which you know it's. <laughs> Um, but playing it for the fences for her debut uh, in feature film, uh, you know, way to go, Lindsay Lohan, doing your thing. Um, but I, I knew what I was in for the second the the Disney credits rolled around, which I I knew in the back of my brain, in my lizard brain, I knew that this was Disney, but I didn't realize it until the movie started. You don't really think of this as a Disney movie because it's it's much more like I'll get into like the credits of it all. But it's directed by Nancy Myers, who's much more on like the adult rom-com side of things, you know. And so this is very much like a kid's movie that essentially bridges into a, a romantic comedy between two adults. And so that that kind of loops in my connection there is like this is this is really like my opening of the door into the world of romantic comedies like uh, for a lot of people in my generation like this is kind of the first taste we get where you think you're going to this like summer camp uh kind of like hijinks movie and it becomes a story about the parents for like the second half of it 100 percent. like i didn't i i okay so my general understanding of the movie is just the base concept that there are these twins and they want to reunite their parents. And that's basically all I knew about the, the, the main uh, motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that there was a camp involved, um, a camp scene or something like that. And I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a lot more than what it was. And like you said, mm-hmm. it is literally the first 10 minutes and then fucking forget about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I really knew. Uh, I knew that like it was a Quaid. I wasn't sure if it was Randy or Dennis or <laughs> uh, Marshall or whoever many Quaids there are. They all come in threes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as everyone else, like I wasn't sure who else was in it. Um, but yeah, that was my my base knowledge of this movie. So going to see it, of course, at the Plaza, put on by Wussy Magazine. Um, definitely elevated the experience. I had a good time. Let me let me yeah. just preface and say I had a good time. 
we we were surrounded by super fans of the parent trap at the the plaza screening and justin mentioned that there was a con a costume contest in the opening we i i will say we did come dressed in costume we were in matching like uh old halloween outfits that i had from a couple years back that basically looked like camp counselors and justin i feel like i i, I betrayed you and i didn't let you like drag us both up onto the the stage for the contest because we we weren't essentially matching anyone uh from the movie no and, and we yeah. would have been booed into humiliation <laughs> yeah so i was protecting you i know thank you and i realized that after the fact um because mm-hmm. yeah some people went crazy uh crazy screen accurate we were just adjacent we were just dressing up in spirit um which yeah. was fine you know, but yeah, the 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 winners definitely deserve to win. They were uh, a pair of fencing twins, mm-hmm. which like actual fencing regalia, which was amazing. Yeah, you know? they, I, uh, I I don't even know where they got that. Uh, it looks exactly like the movie with like the helmets and stuff. What if they actually were fencers? Like that is their pastime. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool because of this movie, right? Like, what if yeah. they grew up and they're like, "I'm gonna try fencing." What if like the one thing you take away of this movie is like, "I really want to try fencing," like. This movie inspired a generation of fencers, essentially. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I can see it. Kids, are, kids are um, easily malleable, and that's a pretty cool scene. Uh, that's you know the the famous, you know, unveiling of mm-hmm. uh, of the 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 two girls uh, being in the same fucking <laughs> summer camp uh, <laughs> from across the world. You know, they they end up at the same place, like one in a million shot. But um, yeah, crazy. Yeah, the, the fencers took the cake. Um, some of the fan favorite runners up for this costume contest. There were a lot of Merediths hiking in hiking gear with like lizards and sticks. Smart. Um, I think there was, we caused like a denim shirt shortage in the city of Atlanta because there were so many chessies uh, yeah. up on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there Iconic. was one. <laughs> there was one Martin the Butler uh, in his like cool uh, leather jacket uh, phase yeah. where she had the dress um, mm-hmm. and, and the line of like if I if I was seeing my ex after eleven years and I had your legs I would go in this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's such a cool scene that was really really funny and that person took second place so oh. deservedly so you know so good so good um, so good. Yeah, so it was it was really great to uh, see this extremely nostalgic movie while surrounded by people also like just reveling in the nostalgia. Like you said, like every time every major cast member appeared on screen, um, there was practically a standing ovation. And this movie, (laughs) you have to think it's unintentional because I don't think this movie like expected to have the cult status that it has. But like this movie, every time a major cast member is shown, there's like a build up to it almost. Like there, there's yeah, it kind of like starts at their feet and kind of like goes up. Like it's it's they have an entrance in some way because it starts with the twins and then like the parents are in the opening kind of prologue, but you never see their faces. And so you see the parents like halfway through the movie and they each have kind of like an entrance moments where the twins see them for the first time. So you're seeing them through the eyes of the twins. And then you have like the big Meredith reveal as well. Oh yeah. Next to the pool. It's Uh, very, it is very quintessentially Disney because you can mm -hmm. see those kinds of entrances for characters echoed in the the marvel universe when when like a superhero appears like iron man it's the slow pan up from the legs and then like quippy dialogue 
cheer, and then like pause for cheer. You know, they they know what they're doing. It is fantastic, and like I, it was so fun to see like which characters got the most cheers uh, in this movie. I think like the two that took the cake were probably Chessie and then uh, Meredith. Meredith yep. Um, because I think Meredith has just become <laughs> such an iconic character for this generation to hate, but then eventually like especially people my age to like come around on and relate to as we get into like our mid twenties and early thirties. Yeah. Like who, who wouldn't want to uh, marry an older Dennis Quaid and live at his extremely nice villa and not have to deal with some bratty kid the entire time. Yeah. Just send them off to boarding school. Just like you have a, a live in Butler nanny and it's like, hell it's, yes, that's what Do you whatever want. you can to get that. Yeah. So I can see how she grows into being this empathetic character. And at the mm. end, these children are bullying the fuck out of this grown woman. Borderline trying to kill her towards the end. Like if, if she had fallen off that mattress into the lake while she was still sleeping, like who knows? So, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and just get this out of the way because that, <laughs> pr that prank that they pull while hilarious and cute. Oh my God. Do you God, think it goes too far? It goes 100% too far because they do this thing. They push out in the lake and they go back to sleep. And it's like, it's not a still lake. Like you can tell that there's like a current happening. She is like drifting. <laughs> so you only have to imagine she hopefully just like drifted in a circle like all night. Um, yeah. But like there are wild animals in the woods and there are snakes in that water, dude. Like, it is nighttime. Um yeah. Like, good thing she woke up, like, during the daytime when she could see. Dude, okay, um, so, listen. These girls are sociopaths because of mm -hmm. their deep, they don't even know it yet, and, and years of therapy in their late teens and early 20s are going to, like, unearth all of these things. But, like, they're starting to show signs of just indifference towards humanity. I, they are going to just fuck with people left and right the rest of their lives. And they are so entitled because they can. They come from money. See, I, I just, I have to warn you, like, you're going to be making this argument this episode. And I just, I cannot side with you. Um, there's, there's such a level of nostalgia associated with these, <laughs> this movie. Like these characters can do no wrong uh in mine and so many other people's heads sure subjectively i get it nostalgia is a hell of a drug but if you looked at this subjectively they are monsters <laughs> even though yeah they the, these people are rich people operating on a level we will never understand first and not. foremost no, no. <laughs> like i want to get into like how wealthy we think these adults are <laughs> god like it's barely it's just barely hinted at like uh you know, uh, uh, their mom is this insanely popular wedding dress designer and wedding dress designer. You know, yeah. that's not that's not a uh, uh, three, four, like five figure salary. That's that's five figure. She's that's, she's got to be making like millions figures. She's easily making that millions. house. Yeah, she's not making meager. Yeah, to have a butler and a butler staff. Granted, her her dad, her old grandfather, or her old dad lives there. Uh, it's all with grandfather her. money, and but you know he comes from money too. Um, just the way he, he's dressed, he funds the entire family, and he paid Dennis Quaid to divorce her. So that's the money that Dennis Quaid has. This yeah. this all makes sense. I want I want the prequel, man. I want to know. I want to have the conversation that they have as soon as the babies are delivered. It's like, 
which one do you want? I don't know. Flip a coin and we'll never see each other again. We're going to sign here or whatever. And just like, poof, go our separate I ways. Love how, <laughs> I love how they look back so fondly and they're like, yes, what I, threw a, I threw a hairdryer at you. Casual domestic violence. <laughs> and then we split up to different corners of the world. See, these people are monsters and their kids are going to pay the price for it. Mm, but I want to be them. <laughs> <laughs> to live in such privilege. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this definitely ties into the the Nancy Myers effect of it all. So I'll, I'll get into that. Let me let me give you some stats because I think we we're gonna have to get to the plot description sooner rather than later, or else people aren't gonna know what we're talking about. Yep. Um. So we got your first impressions. My history with the film, obviously, first Lindsay Lohan movie that I saw because this is her first major film role. Yep. Um. One quick note on the 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 wussy show. We almost had Elaine Hendricks there, who plays Meredith in the movie. I so think, close. Uh, she's she's an Atlanta native, and she was going to be there um, to, I guess, like help MC the event. And then she was doing uh, kind of like charitable work for a animal foundation that she oh, works yeah. with, and so there would have been a connection there. But obviously, there is a. Uh, bit of a small strike happening which we support and so she was unable to appear in a promotional sense uh which, i like to think she was what? in the back of the room with like a hoodie on um and just like <laughs> watching everyone's reactions though and just like eating it up just being like yes cheer for me yes. cheer louder for me hashtag elaine come on the podcast um <laughs> let me let me get you some film stats for the parent trap um so directed by nancy myers rom-com queen um stars dennis quaid natasha richardson elaine hendrix lisa ann walters simon coons uh and a young unknown talent that i think is named Lindsay lohan, lohan. um this movie is based on the 1961 film of the same name with Haley mills which covers a lot of the same plot points Sure. Um, and both of them are actually based on a German book from the 40s called like Lisa and Lottie, I think. Um, yeah. Not Der, der Parenten Trappen. Und Parent Trappen. Und Parent Trappenzoid. Hilarious. That's great. This movie was released in June of 1998, classic summer film. Yeah. Um, and it made 92 million against a budget of just 15. So what a hit that has wow. still retained some cult status. Wow. Go Disney for that. That's early Go Disney. Disney. Yeah, that's that's early Disney uh, before they became the giant behemoth. Way to go. That's that's really cool. Um, yeah. Yes. So tell me more about Nancy Myers. I'm sure I know more of her filmography. So Nancy Myers is kind of talked about hand in hand with um, another director that we've director writer that we've covered. So Nora Ephron, okay. who, if you will remember, wrote when Harry met Sally and she directed movies like you've got mail. Yeah. Um, so both like big names in like big, like fun adult rom-coms in the, the late eighties and nineties. Um, so Nancy Myers is known for the father of the bride movies with Steve Martin. If okay. you've seen those. Yeah. Um, she directed something's got to give, um, the holiday and it's complicated. Um, so the, the vibe that you're, 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 you think of when you think of Nancy Myers, uh, she's influenced by earlier screwball comedies of like the thirties and forties from what I've read. 
Um, so you've got like funny mix-ups. Uh, you have like relationships being played out professionally and personally. Um, kind of light. She's not really directing like heavy dramas or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, and a lot of her movies actually tend to focus on more middle-aged women uh, facing uh, again like personal and professional conflicts. It, it it she kind of shines more of a light on the female side of things than the male. Sure. Um, and then her her movies are also known to have like a very specific look uh she she tends to deal with like very affluent uh people and so a lot of her sets are really famed for being just like something you want to just like sink your teeth into so like for example like the the british uh townhouse that the mom lives in in this movie uh the parent trap like you you look into it and it's just gorgeously decorated on the yeah. inside yeah and then you have this like california vineyard villa on the other end of the thing nancy myers is famous for like these expansive and beautiful kitchen scenes and like uh just sets and locations that you just want to live in uh yeah. and wrap up on a couch with a good book yeah yeah it's uh it's kind of like better homes and gardens on Seriously. screen on screen yeah yeah these are the better homes and gardens that they're talking about. Way better than your home and or garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. Cool. Um, Nancy Myers, way to go. So that is Nancy Myers. Why don't we jump into the trailer and then the plot description, and then we can <laughs> talk about how insane this movie actually is. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Queuing it up. Three, two, one. A sudden curiosity about your dad, huh? Mother, you can't avoid the subject forever. At least tell me what he was like. I want to talk to you about my mother. Well, what about your mother? Dad, I'm almost 12. How long do you expect me to buy that story that the stork dropped me on your doorstep? Everyone in the world believes they're unique in their own way. Annie James and Hallie Parker are about to discover. This is so freaky. They're both unique in the same way. That's my mom. That's my dad. And you and I are like, like sisters. Hallie, we're like twins. I have a brilliant idea. I think we should switch places. I'll go back to London as you, and you go back to California as me. If we switch, they'll have to unstitch us. And when they do, they'll have to meet again, face to face. Honey, you never looked better. Welcome home, kiddo. Now, two sisters are setting the perfect trap. It seems like it's been forever. I have no idea. To bring their parents back together. This is an emergency. Dad's in love. What? Bring your shirt like this. I like it when I can see a little chest hair. It's disgusting. If there's any hope of getting Mom and Dad back together, we've got to do it fast. I am marrying your father in two weeks, and nothing you do is going to come between us. Both of them? From the makers of Father of the Bride. Does everyone here know something I don't know? Yes. Dennis Quaid, Natasha Richardson, and introducing Lindsay Lohan. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. Mom's amazing, don't know how you ever let her go. I wish I may, I wish I might. Have my wish come true tonight. Disney's The Parent Trap. Amazing. 
I don't know what that starlight shit was. That's that's definitely not in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a bonus scene. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a trailer. Classic um, old Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Let's... feel good feel good vibes. Okay. Justin, just just right off of that, can you give me <laughs> a plot description for the parent trap? Yeah, dude. I can totally do it. I'm so ready. Okay. Let me get this timer set up. <sighs> okay. The Parent Trap, uh, a surprisingly complex story in one minute by Justin Jackson. And here we go. The Parent Trap stars two twin girls, Hallie and Annie, and uh, they show up uh, at a summer camp unbeknownst to each other. Uh, they run into each other and everyone else is like, this is weird. Uh, but then they figure out that they uh, they both have been separated since birth, which, you know, they're not even really questioning that. Like, hey, that's pretty fucked up. Um, so they're like, hey, we need to switch places so we can get mom and dad back together. And she's like, but I live in London. And she's like, but I live in wherever the fuck, uh, California, probably. So we need to train each other on how to be each other. So they switch places and then uh, they somehow get found out and then they got to come back together. And then they trap their parents to fall in love. But, oh, no, there's there's Meredith there who's going to uh, sugar, sugar daddy her way into the family by taking the dad away. And she's like really, really too young for him. Uh, it's like it's a problem. Um, but then they shame her and their parents fall back in love and they get remarried and everything's fine. That's the parent trap. I wow. Did it. That was yeah, that that was pretty much everything. Um <laughs> Let's just jump right into it. Um, yeah. So I imagine any issues you have with this perfect movie is <laughs> um, the implications of it all. So yeah. there's so much that is unsaid in this movie, specifically like, do they not have friends uh, when they come back home? How is it that you can split up children and never uh, tell them about it? Um that's the sticky one. That's the really why, sticky one. Why would you choose to trick your parents into getting back together instead of just <laughs> telling them that I met my twin on vacation? Yeah, and they go, uh-oh. Yeah, instead of being like, you little scamps, they'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's that's more of the realistic reaction. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, like this is going to be like very psychologically damaging. Oh, there's there's a much darker version of this story that could be told. You know what my answer to it all, though, is, is that this, the parent trap, um, which we we all know so much about now, is a romantic comedy told through the perspective of children. So yes. it's kind of like Sleepless in Seattle in that way. And so it can therefore take advantage of children logic. And yeah, so you're these right. things that are zany obviously would not make sense uh for someone to do uh at our age because we are full don't grown adults um but it makes sense for the kids to want to like do some hijinks and get their parents back together and destroy a young woman's life in the process <laughs> i thought you were gonna say so like because it is from the perspective of the kids mm -hmm. uh they're seeing it through the rose colored lenses of like it's just innocent i need to get mama back dad back together but you I take that off and it's just like oh shit like there's so many uh wheels and gears to this whole machine and 
like there's lawyers. insane <laughs> there's insane implications here that are kind of glossed over for a few reasons like number one both the parents are hot as hell and are clearly into each other yep. check Done. number two they're both rich as hell so like traveling back and forth figuring all this out nothing. no big deal no big deal yeah okay yeah, they're they are the richest people in the world they, they're in top five it's them and oprah mm-hmm. um <laughs> and uh i thought i had a number three but that's that's all that really matters that in is. this movie uh-huh. um and so you can you can see how if you're writing this movie as a romantic comedy and you are Nancy Myers and her writing partner who she's maybe married to, who she always writes with, um, you can see how they're like, okay, we're going to ignore certain parts of this story, uh, lean a little bit more into the unrealistic side of things in order to have these emotional payoffs. And so there is like a, there is an emotional climax every fucking like 10 minutes in this movie. Um, You have like, the the girls uh finally coming face to face finally realizing that they're twins um each one uh finally meeting the other uh parent right and then you have people slowly figuring out that they switched and like uh there's like joy and craziness there as well there (laughs) there's so many fun funny tweets uh, about this movie but the one that i always come back to is like (laughs) someone (laughs) someone's watching parent trap and they get to the point where the kids are uh talking about their birthdays and how they both like um oreos and they're like you're turning 12 on october 11th me too and someone in the audience is just like you have the same fucking face (laughs) i have the same thought too like they're playing it so just like mystery rabble rabble it's like any logical real person to be like, you look exactly like me. My parents have some explaining like, to you. What are these camp counselors thinking? Yeah, they're just like, that's weird. Yeah. Janice, Janice from Friends is just like, huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to work, taking care of these kids. That's the, fun. That's the ridiculous part of it, of just like the other adults not being like, either like, uh oh, this is a big problem that mm-hmm. they've now stumbled upon our uh, uh, cockamamie scheme. Or two, like, um, how did we not recognize immediately that these are twins and they don't know each other? Should we alert like defects or something? Should we get yeah. the government involved in some way because some fuckery is afoot? Yeah, the the economics here is kind of like the key to this movie, even like be beginning to make sense because if they were if the two families were even like slightly off balance in terms of like the money coming into the household it would be a very different and slightly darker story it definitely would be and uh to to put a pin on the last or just a period on the last thought about the camp counselors and everyone else there you know that both of the families paid a hefty amount of hush money i mean like (laughs) Don't you say a fucking word. <laughs> Hallie and Annie were never here. Okay? You forget their faces. And it's not that hard because they have the same face. So it's just one face to forget. They have you connections know? with the government. Yeah, they're like, please, uh, we know that this is like very tricky hot water, but we can make it worth your while. Say a number. Five million? Mm-hmm. million. <laughs> Seven million? I've got it all. I got Grandpa it all. Grandpa writes all the checks. <laughs> In pounds, yeah. 
Um, uh, this movie is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I love that you brought up the emotional payoffs and there are so many, there are a lot, even though the very first one of like, we're sisters. No, we're like twins. It's just like, okay, that's ridiculous, but it's still cute. <laughs> Admit one that got me and mm. it's only because I'm a dad is, uh, who's the British one? Fanny. No. <laughs> Annie <laughs> and Fanny. Um, the British one finally coming to meet the dad for the first time. Um, I was emotionally uh keyed up. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, oh my god, I'm a dad. This is this this feels this hurts in a lot of ways because I understand the undertones of what's happening right here too, but also just like, oh my god, that's amazing. Um the mom one is less so uh for me. Um, but I still get that it's kind of at the same it's supposed to be played at the same level. Um, but yeah. I love that the mom is so great and they clearly have like such a great home life that um I mean both 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 home lives are wonderful to like a fantastical degree. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um but like you can clearly see how like you definitely get the more masculine side of things on the dad's side and then the more feminine side of things on the mom's side. Um, and yeah. like each twin kind of gets what they're they're missing in a way in that way. And like I, I love the kind of the montages that happen, like the <laughs> um, Hallie in disguise as Annie going out and like shopping with her mom. They go to a wedding shoot where she uses a top hat <laughs> to lift a veil on a bride. And like, everyone in the 90s was like, like hide a fashion, hide a fashion. I genius, genius. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that look is so hideous mm -hmm. and the photo shoot the 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 shots that they got are so bad like those are bad angles shots poses hilarious though it's played for laughs uh, even though and, it's supposed to be played to kids and like this is couture you know uh, again it's it's the 90s this is like practically a nuclear family unit and i think they heighten that purposefully like they're almost like perfect mom and perfect dad other than the heinous crime that they committed when these kids were born. The insane um, dark crime that they did. Like, is this a crime? That is a crime. That has to be a crime. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it is a crime. We're going to get into it. Um, I promise you. Um, so like you, you have this like these practically angelic parents who love their kids so much, which which makes it all the the funnier when you when you see like variations of that like when the mom realizes she's going to meet the dad again for the first time in over a decade and she gets kind of drunk on the plane right over and <laughs> yeah. starts like smoking um and then the dad falls into a pool he's obviously too much of like a horny himbo to really know what's going on and so he uh, is the one that has the the interloper uh, on this family in the form of meredith um and so meredith <laughs> uh I, I i like that one of the biggest uh uh ovations that happened during the uh the screening was her revealing that she's only 26 years old which is insane to think about um yeah which is a, yeah not much younger than you joe but yeah dennis quaid at this time or, or randy i don't know dennis dennis, dennis. dennis. randy quaid is from independence day you're right uh he's probably he's, like a he's, he's a pushing 45 40. Oh, that's... no, I think he's over 40 in this. Yeah, it's, oh, oh, that's bad. That's a big gap. One of the one of the best scenes in the movie is uh, Dennis Quaid trying to tell uh, Annie that he's marrying Meredith and she gets so excited and you realize that she thinks he's trying to adopt her. 
Like, yes, everyone was thinking that. <laughs> I always wanted a big sister. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, fuck. No, no, sweetie. That is not. Uh, ugh, this looks bad, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 definitely some again, like it is it is a movie full of iconic moments and emotional payoff. And maybe it sacrifices a little bit of <laughs> realism uh, in a way, but you have to think of this as like a '90s movie directed at children in a Disney sense, and so realism's maybe not what they're shooting for. And so, you have a generation of kids who watch this in the late '90s who don't really remember the unrealistic apps aspects of this story, but definitely do mm -hmm. remember stuff like the scene where Chessy finds out uh, that Hallie is actually Annie in disguise and yeah. um, starts crying basically <laughs> about like how she's, she's watched her grown up and now she finally gets to meet the other twin and then she's going to just go whip up everything in the kitchen. <laughs> so funny. It's great. That was a good, that was a great scene. Um, yeah. Let's, let's circle back around to Chessy. Mm -hmm. um who the fuck is chessie like like she, what is like who what is, is her role what is her role like yeah. it they never explicitly say like she's the nanny or she was like my best friend growing up or it's, she's like my on again off again lover or you know it's it's an off debated um uh thing about this movie it's like who who is this incredible uh lesbian coded woman uh, who is falling <laughs> yeah. in love with this absolutely gay coded man uh -huh. um chessy is officially i believe described as dennis quaid's housekeeper and Lindsay lohan's nanny so okay. she's just kind of like been around as like kind of a, a substitute motherly presence and you can tell like yeah she works for dennis quaid but they're like buddies uh in a sense uh mm -hmm. like th there's not really any like romantic tension between them but she's also like she'll give him shit you know yeah yeah um she she's been around she she runs this house better than anyone and so it's so funny when meredith comes in and starts like treating her like the help with her little bell um <laughs> the, the, lisa ann and uh walter the the actress who plays jesse can give like the 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 greatest like eyebrow up looks uh towards the camera have you seen um the other big thing that she's in these days have you seen abbott elementary no she's on that show she's one of the teachers and she's so fantastic uh in she, it. she's she's great in this role um she's mm -hmm. hilarious and she's she brings some some grounding reality much mm -hmm. needed uh <laughs> throughout the movie um but it was just like who the hell like what is her purpose what is her role they never explicitly say um, and just... also, like, what is Chessie short for? <laughs> like, I, I've never met a Chessie, ever. The tweet that I sent you before this episode where it was like, <laughs> yeah. in the 90s, Lisa and Walter came out and said, my name is Chessie, and we were all like, okay. <laughs> 100% just like, what the fuck is this name? I was like, is it, are they trying to say Jesse? Chessie. And it's it, it, Jesse, Jesse, like it's, it's <laughs> Jesse. someone. It's like it's like uh, uh, the substitute teacher comes in and reads your name off. And it's like, all right, uh, Chessie, Chessie Walters. <laughs> uh, it's actually Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. And then just like fucks off the, whole time, the rest of the time. Uh, it's stuck. Ridiculous name. Um, hilarious. Uh, Chester. Ch Chesterica. Chesterica. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but she was a delight. She was fun. Um. But yeah, just like, yeah, I can totally see 
the 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 queer codedness on both of the same like the same kind of mirrored characters ridiculous yeah uh, like, what are you doing here like dennis quaid's housekeeper natasha um richardson's butler both gay as hell both trapped in a marriage with each other because it's the 90s and they have mm-hmm. to end up with together just um, how it goes but they both seem to be friends so that's great mm-hmm. um yeah so i just getting back to like overall like themes and what 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 place this this movie has in my uh in my lineup of uh, movies that i love yeah Um, so it really is the bridge into uh the world of rom-coms uh almost like explicitly within the story because you obviously start off with like a, a heavyweight style practically summer camp sequence where these these girls are pranking each other they hate each other you have the the photo coming together moment and then they become best friends sisters even um but then you have and... that really questionable prank of having the 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 skinny dip or uh, and it it's was the like, 90s it was the 90s so that's oh that didn't play well <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's it's a weird one yeah. um they 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 gamble at poker and the one who loses has to go strip in the in the lake and they do um summer camp the summer camp you know like you don't know if you don't know uh also both of those hands that they play statistically impossible insane (laughs) insane they show up they're they're running a poker table the first hands that they get one of them gets a straight in diamonds the other gets a royal royal Like the chances of that happening are also one like in several billion. The chances Again, that they're going to end up at the same summer camp. It's the theme for this entire fucking movie. You get the payoff of like, oh my god, she got a royal flush. Forget the realism of it, Jonathan. Jonathan, Justin, just like take the moment. That was when I knew I was like, I gotta forget everything I think I know about this movie because yeah. the the directors and the writers obviously don't care for realism at this point exists in an alternate dimension but yeah so you have it 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 is a kids movie that the parents ultimately share with them in the middle half of it and then kind of take over for the second half you get more and more scenes of the parents like one-on-one having conversations just about like why their relationship ended and like what they can do with these kids going forward and whether or not they can see themselves being together for these kids. Um, that's and that's that's my that's my main issue with it of just like, well, I don't know cuz they're looking back at it and it's just like so innocently. It's just like, well, you got to understand, you know, we were young, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And they they're they're not seeing it for what it was. There had to have been so much I know. dark bullshit going on to be like, you know what? Enough. As soon as I pop these two twins out, you take one, I'll take the other one. I don't give a fuck. And yeah. uh, let's just never see each other again. I also just, okay, so I just had a, a reminder, or not even a reminder, just another thought popped into my head. Uh, they they also had to, the mom and the dad, also had to pay off the rest of the, the, the kids who were at the summer camp at the same time. Because there has to be one kid in the back of the bunk going like, something doesn't add up here. Like, <laughs> they didn't know they were twins. Like, I'm going to talk to my lawyer dad about this and uh, ask some questions, you know? So like they had to, 
so much money. There were lots of envelopes filled with cash just flying across the ocean that summer. Yeah, lots of lots of cash filled handshakes. Hilarious. Love it. Susie, what the hell happened at that camp? I'm not at liberty to say, Dad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I I do not want to breach my contract. I signed my first uh, NDA. Yeah. It's like threat of death. No, no, you're right. Uh, it it if there was any concrete reason that the parents originally broke up, like infidelity or um, like he he's got a drinking problem, she can't stop shopping. Uh, da, da. He can't get it um, up. You know, yeah, he can't kids. get it up. Like these, th- the way that they explicitly say it in the the movie is like it's a little bit vague. I can't really remember why we broke up. I I I left and you didn't follow me, which got like gasps from and the then, audience. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to, you know. Uh, <laughs> they're both like in this wine cellar lit by Annie Leibovitz. Like it's a, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Um, yeah, and and like one of the benefits of having like clear affluence in this movie is like you can picture a future where like maybe they are well off and they they don't really have any problems like they're not really going to deal with too many things because they're both extremely successful in their their fields even Mm -hmm. after just like what 11 years which is not a long time no um really not no so like as long as they have that money like hell yeah let's get back together we're both two hotties we got these these girls who want to be friends with each other we're on the run from the law because we split up these kids against the judge's wishes. Um, yeah. They, so this will help our cover story. There was 100% a conversation of like, how much are you worth? So how much are you worth? And then it's mm-hmm. like, together we could be exponentially much <laughs> worth much more. You these know, so two people turned on by money. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. They definitely have a Scrooge McDuck style like fuck pool. Yeah. And Meredith is the only one who's talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, she's the reasonable one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at least she's being honest about what she wants mm-hmm. uh, and how she's going to get it. She is a go-getter. I want Meredith on my team if I want to, like, keep money in my bank. You know she would not let Dennis Quaid, like, make poor financial decisions if they were right. married. Yeah, she's like, oh, sorry, I want to marry into a rich family. I'm not the one who has to pay all this hush money. And His portfolio would be multiplied uh, yeah. 10 times in five years. Yeah, I'm the smart one here. I'm the hero. Yet you throw lizards at me and fill my backpack full of rocks and leave me to drown in the middle of this fucking lake. <laughs> <laughs> and then we never see from her or hear from her again. Just, I'd hate those kids so much. Um, yeah, I would be so glad to be rid of them. Um, what, uh, obviously... The Parent Trap is uh, kind of the star-making vehicle for a young Miss Lindsay Lohan, um, for better or for worse. Uh, in her case, what what are your thoughts on her performance? We we talked kind of a little bit about like the bit of a hokey, bit of ac- accent work, um, but how do you think she does in terms of like holding the story of this movie? She does the absolute most. She mm-hmm. and. Um, that is one of my big questions to this, but I'll get to that in a second. So yeah, so she holds and propels the story forward, obviously. She has to because she's playing two fucking roles, um, mm-hmm. which moves the plot point along. Um, and she is providing the most um, you know, to the 
to the to the, the the story and to connect with the audience and all that kind of stuff. And it she does a really great job. She tries her best and she does it. Um, but I want to know: Does she and did she get compensated fairly for playing two roles and getting so much screen time? Knowing Hollywood, probably not. Probably not. Probably and, not. And, and that sucks because like this is her first role, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll take the role. I'll I'll do this movie. I'll play two roles. Of course. Can you do it's a British accent? Launch me? Nope. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I'll figure it out. I'll just let me watch Doctor Who a couple times. I'll figure it out. I think her British accent is fine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Oh no, I gotta be uh the Henry the Eighth in five minutes. Hello, hello, hello. Got it." All right. Um, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she did. She did pretty good. Um, I'll give you a bit of a behind the scenes moment here. So, people definitely thought there were two uh, actresses uh, playing these twins because she did that good. Yeah, yeah. So she does very well playing off each other, and you can tell there's certain uh, moments where they use body doubles, and there's certain like clear yeah. moments these days where they're clearly using like green screen, or they're like almost like pushing her face onto someone else's. I know there were a couple scenes where I was like, wow, is that what they're actually doing here? That shit looked airtight in the nineties and early two thousands. It stands out a little bit now just cause like we know what, like what, what they're doing. Incredible 2023 green screens look like. Um, but like for a while, the whole thing with the parent trap is like, how the fuck do they do that? Right. Yeah. Cause they have them like hugging. They're in the same scenes all the time. They're, they're interacting with each other. Um, they're walking all over the place. Yeah, a lot of those scenes you can tell like it's just clever blocking mm -hmm. um, with a with a stand-in uh, actor, um, and yeah, doing like the split screen thing where they're kind of just like sharing the same space and they just do retakes. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't notice any any glaring CGI bits. No, um, it's not bad. But yeah, so like yeah, they they, they could have done the the Winklevoss approach. That we saw in uh, Social Network, where they oh my god, this is the second set of twins we've talked about. <gasps> oh my god, played by yeah, the same right. actor, <laughs> right? Um, and also, who are those people who thought like, are they two different girls playing in one? Did they not watch the fucking movie in the opening credits that said introducing Lindsay Lohan? People don't and watch not... credits. Pay attention, folks. Like, what's wrong with you? Lindsay Lohan was not a name at all before this, and so it could be uh, two girls named Lindsay and Lohan. Who knows? <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and they look the same. they're twins like that's hilarious i'll give you i'll give you a note on the casting here so before lohan was cast uh there were a few young starlets of the time who were considered uh as well so you had scarlett johansson mara wilson from uh mrs doubtfire uh and uh -huh. matilda yeah um michelle trachtenberg uh mm -hmm. and Jenna Malone. I, I think Jenna Malone actually got the closest uh, there. She, I believe, turned down the role a few times before they landed on Lohan. Turned down the role? The I role know. of a lifetime. Wow. She was like, too much green screen. Yeah. Um, like, I can't work in, in this. I need practical effects. I, I think I think Lohan's the choice of those, though. I think she's got like a spunk. There's actually one there's a character I think of when I think of her in this movie and it's Macaulay Culkin in home alone. Uh, kind of like that. She's, she's a little, she's a little schemer with a heart of gold. Uh, sure. you know, she's got like the charisma to carry essentially like the first half of this movie by herself mm -hmm. before the parents are even introduced. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's, that's why they cast her because she is, um, 
uh yeah charismatic you know um really trying her hardest on screen um you know for her first movie ever she's really going over the top she went for it and it paid off mm -hmm. uh so um you know good, Again, good on her and it launches her on a career that's maybe not the most healthy one but like um i think she's doing maybe better these days so we're happy for I, Lindsay. i hope so you know um <laughs> So, yeah, so my first introduction to Lindsay Lohan was in her Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first movie that I saw with her in it. But I'd seen trailers for this movie and knew that it was a thing. And I'd seen trailers and snippets and stuff for Freaky Friday, um, which, you know, someone saw the movie and she says the line, this is freaky. And someone was like, Freaky Friday, we're going to redo it. And it's her. Um <laughs> and then you know, from there, she she is firmly in the in the uh, uh, the Hollywood uh, upper echelon, right? Upper echelon. Um, you know, she does Herbie, Fully Loaded. I got the whole list right here because I'm trying to get to one movie that I really specifically remember because it sounds so similar. Um, she does all these movies, Prairie Home Companion, and then in 2007, she does this other movie called I Know Who Killed Me. Joe, did you see that one? No, I, I I know it's kind of infamous for kind of uh, not being great. It wasn't great, but she was like, I'm going to play an adult role. And she like, there's it's like going to be edgy. There's it's edgy. There's a sex scene. And like, I, I'm an adult now. Um, but she plays two roles again in that movie. <gasps> it's uh, ridiculous. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty well. That. Yeah. How about that? Wow. Have yeah. you have you seen Freaky Friday? You said I haven't seen Freaky Friday. Oh fuck, Justin, we may have to cover that one. Is next. that also uh, a Disney redo? Yeah. So she was yeah. just like in the wheelhouse of Disney. She was there. She was their go-to girl for a while there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she, yeah, she moved into the incredibly toxic pop uh, teen star period of the mid two thousands, and so. That'll that's a washing machine that'll spit you out the wrong yeah. way every she time. She got in with Ashton Kutcher and just a bad bad group of guys. <laughs> Kutcher, yeah. The um, Kutch, man, he'll get you. <laughs> um let's uh let's have a little cocktail moment. What are you what are you drinking these days? I'm so excited. Check this out. Uh I'm sure you've noticed, Joe. I go and take a drink of one thing, and then what do I do? I reach over and I take a drink of another thing. I got I two knew it. I got two drinks here. And I they almost are, did this. They're essentially the same thing, sort of, uh, but they were raised in different households, you know. Uh -huh. Together, these are called Orange You Glad We're Not Sociopaths. Um, <laughs> so over here, I got an American classic. This is a screwdriver. This is orange juice and vodka. But over here, this is a little more refined. This is an orange mint gin fizz. So... Uh, muddled orange and mint simple syrup gin and topped with seltzer it's it's a it's a mm. so okay. you know they're both made with the same ingredients they're just they look similar um not quite identical which isn't quite there but they were raised in different places you know one of them has class and the other doesn't mm -hmm. class yes. yes i have class and you don't um i definitely tried to go the the twin approach i was trying to think of like British drinks mixed in with like American drinks. There's definitely like a culture clash happening mm -hmm. here. I, I ended up being inspired by a moment in the film where, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess it's Annie 
the character of Annie disguised as Hallie kind of having like a get real moment with Meredith. Like they both kind of have a bit of a face off and they yeah. do a little girl talk. Cause she's like, Meredith is like, I'm, I'm marrying your fucking dad and you're going to go off to Switzerland, whether you like it or not. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Annie, uh, ask her if she wants the four one one. Right. So that, that was kind of very much like a nineties term of like, do you want, do you want to know all the information here essentially? Cause you would, I believe call four one one to, to get you information. Would. Is that you hundred percent? Okay. That's correct. So she explains to her what the four one one is. So my drink that I have already finished here, um, it's not an issue. I don't have a problem. Um, <laughs> I'm calling the four one one. So, there's a couple things. There's three things uh, at play here. So four parts, ginger ale, ginger, redhead, uh, okay. Lindsay Lohan. Um, one part, London, dry gin, bringing in kind of the, the England of it all. Yeah. Um, one part, red wine, uh, because uh, the, the, dad owns, the dad owns a vineyard. I will throw in a caveat here i didn't have uh, a red wine to open in this case and so i am saying that uh, a red juice will do um and so i did use because it is juice. it is a kid's movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i used cranberry juice it, it tasted uh pretty nice uh served over crushed ice but okay the, the, the true drink the true drink here should use red wine I'm trying to imagine what that would taste like, and I bet it, it would taste, taste great. <laughs> I'm, I bet it would taste interesting. I bet it yeah. would taste interesting. Uh, yeah, ginger beer, ginger ale, ginger ale, dry gin, <laughs> and, j- London dry gin specifically, yeah. and red wine. Uh, woo boy, that's that's wild. It's a it's a zany combination to fit a zany movie. It is incredibly zany. You're right. Uh, I came across Joe, and I wanted to know if he knew anything about this. So uh, I was looking up names. I was trying to remember uh, who is who and like, what the fuck are their names? Are the Annie and Fanny, uh, whatever. And I looked it up, um, and I just saw a flash on the screen on Google. Uh, apparently, there was a film franchise from the earlier movies. There was like sequels yes. like Parent Trap 2, Parent Trap 3. Like, what? I, I want to say that... Um... So the Haley Mills character, do you know who Haley Mills is? Like she played the original twins here. She was kind of like the Lindsay Lohan of the 60s, essentially. She was Disney's girl in a lot of their movies. Um, There are parent track sequels. I did kind of a Wikipedia deep dive a long time ago on this, completely unrelated. Um, I think they eventually end up following one of the twins grown up and that she has her own twins and they do kind of like a parent trap or a reverse parent trap with her and so it's like it's generational it's not like doing the same story uh, again and again if that makes sense okay so it's uh one of the twins also has a set of twins but those twins live together and we need to split mom and dad <laughs> up <laughs> this is a toxic household how do we get mom and dad to break up it's like a harrowing divorce story where they have to choose who goes with who. Oh God, could you imagine? I would love that. Yeah. Uh, what a yeah. cool movie to watch. Insane. Um, Disney, Disney knew they had something with this one, and so it explains a reboot that works. Who doesn't love a reboot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I... Some other iconic uh, 
iconic moments uh, I have, and then I want to get your your final thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yo, tie dye girl. We saw a lot of people in the costume contest dressed in tie dye, and I didn't get it for a character that has two minutes of play. It's... But she is just a, a icon. gay icon. Icon. Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Tie dye girl. We love a girl who can like manage her own strength and get her bag from the bottom of the pile. Um, the torn picture coming together, like the imagery of this movie, that's kind of the big one The (laughs) the, uh, the Marva junior hand twist when she points to the isolation cabin, for some reason we did that so many times growing up. She does this like quadruple thing here and then like does that sarcastically when she's like banishing them, uh, Uh after they have, uh, pranked each other to death. It's so funny. The wedding photo shoot with the top hat, um, that I will give you is an insane bit of cinema. Um, Wild. <laughs> I think the 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 emotional high point of this film is Chessie finding out that uh, Hallie is Annie. Yeah. Uh, I think that that is a genuinely like good scene and not just for like a kids movie. Yep. Like agreed. that is like a, a genuinely good scene in a romantic comedy style movie. Yep. Um, and the acting is fantastic and funny. Um. Uh, and also, like, really emotional. Really heartfelt, yep. Um, Meredith telling her <laughs> her little bitchy assistant that she's going to ship the brat off to Switzerland and her calling her an ice queen. Ice Incredible. Queen. Th- that got um, big cheers. That got real big cheers. Who wouldn't want this? Um, and yeah, Annie uh, telling Meredith the 411. And then they talk about, like, sex in a Disney movie. She's like, yeah, everything's not always about sex. And then Meredith's like... <laughs> Being young and beautiful isn't a crime, you know. <laughs> uh, she's just she's humble, you know, and you love to see it. So good, and then like obviously the the lizard scene when they're camping is uh, something that always comes up when this movie comes up. Uh, insane pranks, uh, obviously, like like you were saying, like did they go a little bit too far with the camping of it all? Dennis Quaid clearly didn't think so because he chooses them uh, at the end. Which I mean, like that is the right answer, but also to be like, oh my God, girls, you guys are sick. Uh, me and your mother really fucked up. You guys are showing yeah. harsh. We're tendencies. coming, we're coming back together, but it's because one of us alone can't afford the doctor bills it's going to take to get you guys well again. That's right, um, or to the the amount again, the hush money that needs to go out to <laughs> so many individuals is in the million, the hundreds of millions. It's um, insane. But yeah, so I want to know mm-hmm. how did any lawyer, doctor, friend, literally anybody not get involved to be like, hey guys, you know what? This isn't a really great idea. Um, you are going to scar these children for life. I think uh, these people live in a rich bubble uh, and they don't think about these things. Because <laughs> like you go to, okay, so when you have a newborn child, you go to the doctor a lot. You have to go mm-hmm. a lot in the in the first several months of their life. Um, like there's going to be more records. if you have twins. Yeah, because they're smaller. You know, when they're when they're born, they're not the full grown, so they they could there could be medical issues or whatever. But like medical records exist of like, oh, huh, I see that. You know, Hallie here has a twin. It's like you, nope, you saw nothing. It is redacted. You know, they paid big money to have that redacted uh, on both sides of the world. Like insane. Uh, this. <laughs> This this has the Home Alone issue where like none of this could be possible if the internet and cell phones existed. <laughs> this this whole movie would fall apart immediately. Yeah, the face recognition software would be a big, big hilarious trope. Mm. Uh, uh, amazing. Um, 
Yeah, the the zero contact for twelve years uh, is so just like sick. It's bizarre. It's sick that they were able to go along with this charade for so goddamn long. Yeah, uh, they were allowed to like ridiculous. These are my final thoughts, by the way. Um, it's <laughs> uh, uh, oh, aside from being just like a hilarious ro romantic comedy romp with with you know the the two girls trying to just innocently bring their family together, just the the oh my god the amount of damage psychologically and just politically is I, uh, insane i will give you that yeah it is an insane thing to do and that that does kind of lead me into my game for this this episode should we just jump right in we should just jump right in um those are those are my closing arguments of just like as a parent how do you do that? Uh, but I'm not rich. I don't understand. Um, I think yeah. it's fair. I, I think I see this movie through nostalgia covered uh, glasses and you're, you're giving me a dose of realism that maybe I need here. I know. Um, I'm won't. not going to take it, but uh, I'm glad you have it. That's fine because you were paid off by the, by the, the parents. They, they paid off all the fans. I love that James Parker money. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's get into the game. This one was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, get on your feet, get ready for, should they go to jail? That's right. Now give it up for your host, Joe Murphy. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you, Justin. Welcome back, everyone, to everyone's favorite game show. Should, Should they, they go, go to jail? jail. Um, we all know that there are certain characters in cinema, often the protagonists of movies, who do insane things in the name of love or comedy or adventure. And in their worlds, um, a lot of the times they pull it off and everyone lives happily ever after. Or do they? In this game show, we're going to talk through some examples of characters doing ultimately insane and borderline illegal things. And uh, I'm going to ask Justin the, the question of the day. Should they go to jail? Um, so let me tell you how this is going to work. Um, I'm going to give you a description of a character from a movie. You tell me which character they are and what movie they are in based on the crimes that I am describing. You got yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and then as a bonus, um, should the they question, go to jail? <laughs> you tell me if you think they should go to jail for their crimes. Amazing. So, for example, if I say, we are two successful hotties who got divorced right after having twins and bizarrely decided to take one twin each and never mention to them that they have a sibling, should we go to jail? You would say so. You're you're describing the mother and father, Dennis Quaid and Meredith Grey, yes, from The Parent Trap, and 100 percent yes, they should go to jail because what they did is dark and disturbing. You got it. Okay, so I have ten uh, characters for you. Yes. Let's see uh, if you can guess them all and then pass judgment, as is your right. Yes. Um. Here we go. Number one. I am a recently divorced dad who can't hold a job, who tricked my entire family into thinking I was an entirely different person just so that I could, quote unquote, spend more time with my kids. Should I go to jail? Okay, so you're describing Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire. 
Correct. And yes. Uh, well, okay. Should I go to jail uh, for impersonating somebody? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go to jail for that. That's that's fucked up. I would accept jail here. I would also accept like a hefty fine just for a like, fine. you know, legal fees and like breaking the terms of their divorce. It's it's more just within the family here. So I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, good. Number two. I am a musician lying about being a middle school teacher while teaching an actual room full of kids. Should I go to jail? Um, okay, so that is Jack Black in uh, School of Rock. Correct. Um, posing as a real teacher, teaching kids. I feel like at least that's a, that's, a, that's a crime. I don't think it's a full-on misdemeanor, though. I don't think jail. I don't think jail. I would absolutely say jail in this case. I think that's an actual crime. <laughs> <laughs> what if um, you found out your kid's teacher was like not who he said he was? Dude, you know what? In in Florida these days, they're just hiring like whoever can come teach. So like that movie would not be hilarious these days because he it'd did, be too real. He did ultimately bring the kids out of their shells and introduce them to a world of of great music. So yeah, uh, so. I see where you're coming from. Uh, yes, Jack Black in School of Rock. Okay, so number two. Sorry, number three. Yep. I am the head teacher at a school where at least one student has died and several others are put into life-threatening peril on a yearly basis. Should I go to jail? Uh, so you're either uh, Richard Harris or Michael Gambon as Albus Dumbledore in any of the, the Harry Potter films. I'm looking for the character. So yeah, Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, I'm going for bonus points too with the actor. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dumbledore uh, should definitely go to jail because there are kids that are just disappearing, dying. Uh, Doesn't he go to jail in the second one for a little bit? Like they he, take him away. He now? goes to wizard jail and he like, <laughs> so, so like it's like a vacation, you know? Yeah, that's like the, the Wolf of Wall Street jail that has tennis courts. Um, right. uh, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah. Very good. You are three for three. Okay. Number four. I cooked food at a restaurant that I do not work at and served it to a large group of people, knowing full well that it could be contaminated with a wide range of diseases. Should I go to jail? These are going to get progressively harder. If okay. So it's uh, uh, Pat Oswald as Remy the Rat in uh, Ratatouille. Correct. Uh, you don't send rodents to jail. You can't you just kill them. You, you can't. You just fucking kill them. So I guess that's a prison of its own. <laughs> yeah, endless yeah, nothing of death. Yeah, very good. Uh, number five. I illegally copied and distributed a famous book before it was published without the knowledge of the author. Should I go to jail? Illegally published a book without the knowledge of the author. No, no. Illegally copied and distributed a famous book before it was published. Uh, copied a book. Um, the only thing I, that's coming to mind is I can a, I can give a hint if you give want. me a hint. Give me a hint. This is a movie that we have covered. Okay, that's that's what I was thinking. It was <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. Yes, it's uh, um, God. What is her, mo- her name in that movie? Uh, Anne Hathaway's character. Her name's uh, Andy Sachs. Andy. Uh, yeah, that's right. Andrea. Again, uh, gets the, uh, the Harry Potter connection. Um, yeah, that seems like jail. That seems like yeah. jail. Right, right. Yeah. 
Um, she'd go to jail for. She was eventually going to go to jail for uh, Meryl Streep anyway. Like that, yeah. that job could not last. No. All right, all right. Strike one. Um, number six. I funded a team that conducted some extremely morally questionable experiments on an island without any governmental oversight that resulted in multiple deaths. Should I go to jail? Okay, yeah. So, uh, 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 Mr. Hammond from Jurassic Park. Correct. Definitely has blood on his hands and is 100% going to jail. He should be eaten by a dinosaur, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dinosaur jail. I think he gets off scot-free. Like, he's in the second one just, like, living in his mansion. Um, okay. Very but good. Di- but dying, I think. I think he's dying. He's dealing with the guilt. Yeah. Um, number seven. This one's This one's a tricky one. I was the leader of my friend group until a new guy showed up who everyone thought was cooler and more fun than me. And in a fit of jealousy, I tried to have him killed. Should I go to jail? Fit of jealousy? Tried mm-hmm. to have him killed? Mm-hmm. The leader. Uh, and someone else came in. I'm going to need a hint, Joe. I'm going to need a hint. This is an animated movie. Animated movie. Uh oh okay yeah it's uh so you're talking about Tom Hanks's Woody from Toy Story 2 <laughs> or Toy Story just Toy Story uh <laughs> trying to have uh, uh Buzz Buzz Lightyear murdered yes. <laughs> these toys should Woody go to jail uh Woody should go t- uh to and I guess jail would be like Sid's house and which he does I think he pays yeah. for his crimes he pays for his he crimes. has a bit of a redemption arc in that movie yeah yeah all right, number eight. We bully our six-year-old daughter on a daily basis because she's smarter than us. Should we go to jail? Bully our six-year-old daughter? Okay, so this is... Uh, it's Danny DeVito and fucking Rhea Perlman and <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> Do you know their names? I don't know their names. They are Mr. and Mrs. Wormwood. Uh, is what I'm looking for. Amazing. Yeah. Correct. And they should definitely go to jail. <laughs> they should. I think they, they do essentially, they, they end up on the run from the cops at the end. Yeah. Um, what a movie. Um, okay. Number nine. I, <laughs> this is, I took all of the caviar for myself off of a communal cheese plate at a party, despite knowing full well that it was a garnish. Should I go to jail? That's a test. That's a good one. Like all the caviar, <laughs> knowing it was a garnish. Uh, it sounds familiar. I need a hint, Joe. Okay. This is a movie that we mentioned already on this podcast. It is a prominent rom-com uh, of the 90s, and this is actually a test for me to see if you've actually seen it. Oh, well, then I haven't. Uh, how many times have we mentioned it? I don't. I don't, Sleepless in Seattle? Is it Sleepless? No. It's um, a, very much adjacent to Sleepless in Seattle. Um, I can't sleep in Olympia. Uh, nope. nope. Not by title. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. Who are the stars of Sleepless in Seattle? Uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Okay. Go off of that. Tom, okay. You, are, you have got mail. You have got mail. Have you seen that? I think so, but like barely. So I don't okay. know if it counts. I don't know if it counts. 
That was that was kind of my backdoor way of uh, seeing if we need to cover that eventually on the podcast. Yeah, that was Tom Hanks's character in You've Got Mail. And the answer is he should go to jail for stealing the caviar off that plate. As a garnish, like, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think you're like eight Let's... for nine. On yeah. This. You're doing pretty great. Yeah. Um, last one. Number 10. My loving housekeeper got up early and made probably the most delicious looking breakfast I've ever seen in one spot. And I only ate one small bite of toast before running out of the room to focus on my maniacal secret agenda to destroy a young woman's life. Should I go to jail? (laughs) This is she's playing. She's playing Hallie, I guess Uh, (laughs) in this movie, the parent trap. This is Uh, Lindsay playing Annie playing, playing Hallie. Hallie. Yeah. <laughs> He's the dude just disguised as the dude who's playing another dude. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Was a, that, that was a that, tricky one. That spread looked amazing. And Chessie worked so hard on it. God, the and chocolate just, chip pancakes. I know, her favorite, you know? Yeah. And just pissed them all away for a bite of toast. You fucking Brit. <laughs> like, jail immediately. Immediate jail. Um, Justin, was... thank you for playing. Should, Should they, they go, go to, to jail? And, the answer uh, is almost always yes. It almost is a hundred percent. Only on NBC. Coming, uh, yeah. After How to Be a Millionaire. No, Come, once coming, <laughs> coming soon to Paramount Plus. <laughs> Exclusively streaming. Um, Joe, this movie was fun, and like I said at the top, this uh, this was heightened of course, by our friends over at Wissy Magazine for mm-hmm. putting on such a, a fantastic event. Uh, it elevates the experience to uh, an otherwise insane movie. I, can, I appreciate nostalgia for what it is. It is one of my favorite drugs. And um, I, could, I could feel the love and the fervor in the room from the, the super fans mm-hmm. um, who filled the theater. It, it was packed. It was packed of people. Oh. And, and it's so cool to see uh, at your local theater. But um, it was a great experience. Uh, super cute, super silly movie. Um, I'm not going to hide this one from my daughter when she comes of age and she like, wants to watch this movie. And I'm going to be like, ooh, that movie? Um, <laughs> no, she can watch it because it's cute and silly, whatever. And then when she's a teenager and she's like, hang on a second. And I'll be like, yeah, I know, sweetie. Uh, those people are fucked up. And she'll be like, yeah, right. And um, we'll just go from there. I almost thought you were going to say when she's a teenager, you'll finally tell her about the twin that she has. (laughs) (laughs) When she turns 12. Yeah. I'm going to send her to summer camp for no reason. And she'd be like, this feels really familiar. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Um, Justin, this wraps up our August mini series of uh, summer camp, summer vacation. Um, I think we are banking this episode for a bit. So we have, we we're have not. a second to think through. <laughs> we're not. Thank you. Um, we have a second to think through what our uh, September miniseries is going to be because it is our one year anniversary of the podcast. And we've been throwing around some ideas that Several are ideas. kind of exciting. Um, yeah. We'll we'll finalize some stuff, but it looks like we're going to focus in on different ways to connect the movies that we uh, talk about on a monthly basis. We've, we've talked about like focusing on a single director or a single 
actor or a single even just like a single crew member like someone who does the music for both films or the the, the lighting the cinematography um, or something like yes, that would, be, would yes. be really cool just trying to open up the uh the conversation a little bit more which could be really cool um not to say that we're not going to come back around to themes of the month i'm sure we're going to come back around to christmas movies we're going to come we'll back have around a spooky to, season we'll still have a spooky season but you know just kind of branching out and we're still going to try and feel uh how we're going to do tv and how we're going to do mm-hmm. like uh other media i don't know books or or whoever else i don't know but really um, really bringing in other types of media and uh dare we say guests <gasps> guests yes we'll we'll definitely figure out what our first uh guest looks like uh someone who's not uh uh nuclearly related uh or like shares the same walls as we do uh, that's yeah. not to say that Ryan won't come back whenever Joe decides to gallivant off to Eastern Europe for a Ryan was great on the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have her say. back on. We're gonna have her back on. Um, but yeah, so so stay tuned for 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 new exciting things. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll announce what we're doing very shortly uh, hereafter um, on the social. On the social, check it out. Like and follow, subscribe, do all the things. We're experimenting with shorts on YouTube. Have fun with that, you know. I did see those on YouTube. I've I have like deleted all social media because I'm trying to get off my phone more. So I'm on YouTube all the time. Um, <laughs> and the 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 UCU shorts come up uh, a lot, and I I like to see uh, them because it's my face. It's I know you love looking at your face, don't I'm, you? I, I'm a small child. Yeah. <laughs> i know you are um cool well yeah this this was fun uh this was a great mini series summer vacation um full of the nostalgia and the good feels and uh yeah thanks for showing me the parent trap i feel so fulfilled yes great all right uh well we will catch you guys on on the flip-flop See on you guys the later. flippity flop we'll have a good september See all ya. right bye